because I have power pills. <laughs> I don't know what that is. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. <laughs> We are broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp Command Center, and it feels good to be back. I've been gone for too long. My name is Bob Fournier, and joining me as always, my fellow survivors, here to answer the hard questions like, I'm not sure if zombies float or not, because this show is really confusing me. Lou Page, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be back on the show. Thanks for inviting me back, guys. It's about time. We had that intervention. You really set me straight. I appreciate it. I like zombies again. I do. I really do. You know what else I really like? Aw. What's that? Fear the Walking Dead. Aw, damn it. <laughs> also joining us is Ryan Murphy, Canada's own. Yeah. What's I'm up, from buddy? Canada. I don't we don't I feel like we don't establish that as often as we should, eh? Well, you know what, eh? We'll have to talk about it. Oh yeah, let me go down to the wood no wait, that's not that's, that's not, not you can't even do your own accent. Wood wood chipper. Get my maple syrup out of the wood chipper. Yeah, uh, did I so, ever tell you? I, I I sorry. I just I mentioned maple syrup. Did I ever tell you that we used to have maple syrup uh, on the farm? Did you? It's a true story. We used to do I, maple syrup at the at the house. What farm? I grew up <laughs> on a farm. The I farm. Let's I knew talk that. about the history of Ryan Murphy here. I just wanted to make sure everyone knew. Do you want to know? So from. I'll tell you something funny. Yeah. It might not be funny. We'll find out. Um, so, you, as you know, I've been in Vermont working and working my way on moving up there. Jelly. And uh, decided to talk to some people I work with about cooking breakfast, you know, having mm-hmm. some fun cooking breakfast. And, uh, you know, Vermont has a maple syrup fest. Yeah. And uh, they take their syrup very seriously. I, I jo- can imagine they do. I joked to the fact that I was going to bring New Hampshire maple syrup Ooh. to the breakfast. And by golly, <laughs> these people were like walkers on a freshly bloated corpse. What? What? I wonder if they would be super keen on me bringing like Quebec uh, maple syrup. Because that's like a big thing here in Canada. Like... Quebec's like the the their their number one export is maple syrup. Like you literally ride it down the St. Lawrence. Oh, it's pretty. I great. thought it was I thought it was heroin. Quebec. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe like maybe <laughs> the number two export. So listen. Hmm. Speaking of heroin, really, we have a we have a show to do tonight, and I've figured out where the zombie crabs originated from. I don't know if you guys saw it. Oh, gross! No. But um. It was on the show. They finally solved the mystery of why crabs be- all of a sudden became zombies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now they just have to solve what is the other animals that get uh, zombified. It's uh, uh, mosquitoes, uh, spiders, cacti. Canadians. Well, <laughs> just really yeah, digging that Canadians are people. All right, oh. we're going we're gonna to get into the news first. I have a birth certificate to prove I am people, all right? <laughs> that was a pretty good one. That just came out of nowhere. Oh, man. Canadian You're hate. eating for cabbage, but my cabbage is always fun. I have that one. Yeah, what um, about the turtle? Do you have the turtle one in there? I, I'm, I just the missed the soundboard. I know. I'll get it back. Don't okay, worry, perfect. everyone. Um, no, we got some news to talk about, but I definitely want to get into Fear the Walking Dead because I haven't been able to talk to you guys about it, so... Mm-hmm. I don't have my news bumper yet, so instead... Bitch nuts. Oh. Welcome to the news. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We should just um, do that from now on. Just bitch nuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like this is a sore subject for you guys. Not really. But no. um, it's it's The Walking Dead, chapter th- or season three. Mm-hmm. Um, checking in on Clementine is yeah. what they're saying. So they're talking about bringing Clementine back, but hints she may be an older version yeah so i don't know what the difference in in years would be because i'm not a comic book reader but they're placing it at the at the timeline of where the comics are now so after all out war i 
I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil anything, so even if it's just timeline stuff. But that is that is a jump in time from the beginning of the apocalypse, where we see Clementine surviving in season one and two, to the end of All Out War, which is uh, post Negan. Uh, yeah, or at least post Negan season seven type stuff. But that's quite a jump. Yeah, and I, it, I it's quite a jump. And considering at the end of the episode, she's taking care of a baby, mm-hmm. it means that you're probably going to be taking care of another child, and she's going to be replacing the Lee role of. Oh, that, that's that would be my guess. Do you think the baby would be old enough though? Like, how old is Clementine? Like thirteen? I would say in the last episode, she was probably ten. Yeah, maybe ten or eleven. She was and young. If it takes, but if it takes place three or four years, even a little bit longer later, you know, it would be make sense for her to be like maybe sixteen or seventeen, and the kid to be probably four or five years old. And her, you'll be keeping the kid out of trouble. Would be my guess. Do you think that'll be a fun campaign? I think it could be. It would be an interesting story. What if you were the toddler? I don't the, think that the they would entire they, time. <laughs> I don't think that they would go that far. But that wouldn't be very. I, I I think that what they're doing is they're they had to do this because the ending of season two is you either if you're gonna pick up right after season two the way it ends is such a split difference in where you go you literally go north or south depending on what choice you make and the only way to bring that back to a point in in game design where you can start off fresh without having to worry about designing multiple starts which you could do but as we know telltale likes to cut corners so this makes perfect sense they are going to start at a time jump and basically explain your the results of your choices just based on throwaway not throwaway dialogue but just dialogue in general of clementine maybe talking to someone about her past travels and I I like the idea of a of a switch where you're you're Clementine and you're taking care of this new baby, but the the way they say checking in on Clementine is almost a hint that Clementine will be around, but she's not the person you're playing. Like maybe Clementine is now a higher a higher what do I want to say, manager or something. Of a, she might be your companion in your adventure, but you be the one making the choices. Yeah, like I don't, I think checking, they would have come out right and said, like you're going to play as Clementine if you were going to play as her. Checking in on her means to me, like you're going to see her in the world of The Walking Dead, but, and and relate to her in some way as a, as a different character. Um, but hmm. I, I would like to see where, where she's at. Like I think... She, if you do a time jump, I think she's past the point of being this wanderer. Maybe she's settled down and, and formed a community like she was told to do. Um, I don't know. <gasps> Plot what? twist. Oh. She's actually Michonne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. think that, that timeline works out. Plot twist. <laughs> no. She's I'm Michonne's actually... daughter. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about the time jump because as – I think we've discussed it before. Like when you're playing as a kid, sometimes like the innocence and the the decisions don't really seem realistic because you are a kid. Yeah. Um, right. Despite whether you're in the apocalypse or not, but I like the fact that now you're going to be an older, and I'm hoping like a tougher, you know, more, you know, a hardened Clementine, <laughs> my favorite fruit. Mm. Um, got to break that. <laughs> you got to break that hardened shell. Yeah. Get through. Um, but that's what I want to see is like that kind of like she's a she's been through some serious stuff, um, and I want to see that affect her now. But I want to play as her too. I don't want it to be a companion thing. I actually don't even want to take care of a kid. I just want her to be on her own. Yeah. Well, I I just want to I want more Clementine. She's an interesting character, and um, and well, and then I th- it sounds like we are going to get more Clementine. So that's good. Yeah. It, you know. Yeah. Right. It's good on all fronts, and and it sounds like they're bringing it back to the comics as well, like maybe bringing the comics into the video game again. Like They didn't do that with Season 2. They kind of broke off and did their own thing, and I really dug what they did with Season 1, You know, having Glenn show up and him being like, I'm off to save my own planet, beep, boop, bop, and he ran away. You know, So I want more of that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. So when, do we have a release? Mm, sometime in 2016, probably fall 2016. Okay, well, let's talk about something that seems pretty cool, too, as far as video games go. Yeah. Uh, March of the Living. Mm, March of the Living. Um, 
fun little game. It looks like fun. I haven't played it. Have, is it out yet? It is out. It just launched last week on Early Access. It's on Steam. It's described as an FTL-inspired roguelike. So it's like FTL with zombies. Uh, I believe Scott Johnson did a, a, a playthrough of it, so you can check out a more advanced um, playthrough of it on YouTube. But it looks really neat, and it's uh, it's it's not too bad. It's not too expensive. It's 15 bucks, and it's on sale for another five days. So that's not bad. It, it looks like fun. Uh, it's getting added to my my wish list as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to play it. It's even got the cool like, it's got that pixel art that. See, is... I'm not a fan of the art style, but mm-hmm. this kind of works for me. Well, to me, it reminds me of a more detailed sword and sorcery. How they did that art style, where it was very pixely, but it was more blocky. This is like a more finite like pixel art where you can see the detail in the trees and just this one screenshot alone in this article, it just looks really neat. And I'm digging that style when it's done right, and I think they've done it right here. It it looks cool. And I love FTL, so more of that, please. I'll take it. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk quick about HOA against zombies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Zombies are not welcome in the neighborhood, Ryan. Uh Uh-oh. We ain't afraid oh. of no ghosts. I mean... What is this? Nashville, Tennessee? Um, it's definitely have, America. It's America. America. Um, it's... So, they had to remove a zombie. They made someone remove a zombie from their front yard. Now, hold on, folks. Not a real zombie. Oh, thank, thank the gods. Um, it's just a statue. It's been there for five years. And the homeowner says it's a great conversation piece. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Is uh, um, do you guys have home homeowner associations where you live? There oh. are around. Yeah, they're around. They're around. Um, they're not as common in the northeast as they are down south. So what is that? Is that just a giant group of bullies? Like they don't have any authority over you, do they? Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. What? How does yeah, that work? Do. Um, my uh, my dad uh, lived in when he first moved to Florida. He lived in a uh, place called Sunrise, uh-huh. and it was like it was a, a community of cul-de-sacs. And part of the deal was is all the houses had to be the same four shades of color, and you had to kind of keep everything the same, and you couldn't do anything that would devalue the property of those around you. And one year, my dad decided it was um, it was he was tired of the color. And he wanted to paint his house, so he painted his his house a color that was not approved by the Housing Homeowners Association. And they literally came to his house and served him papers and told him that if he did not change the color of his house, his house would go up for sale whether he wanted it to or not. Wow. And he'd be asked to leave the community. Yeah. They have a lot of of pull and a lot of say in those areas. That's so, nuts. The fact that they're asking this guy to take down a zombie statue and the fact that he has to do it um, shows you they have a little bit of pull there. Yeah, I mean... That kind of sucks because it's just a little statue. It looks like someone's half of a torso, the top half of someone's torso, basically, you know... Yeah, um, coming out of the ground. And and that's and the it, thing. And, it, and it's, a, it's a statue that I've seen everywhere, especially at Halloween time. Yeah, it's and maybe that's the thing is that it's a seasonal decoration. The homeowners association is like, yeah, just put it in your garage. You can put it out like late September, early October each year. Just make sure it's down by November, and we're square, dude. But yeah. it's like you said, it's not it's not really that big a deal. Like it's not it's not a giant full size zombie statue. Like I could see them coming around saying like. Yeah, that full-size zombie statue just is hideous. You're you, scaring you, the kids. You, you, well, yeah, it's not even, yeah, it's not even like it's not even like a zombie tearing apart something or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a fun little statue of a zombie crawling out of the ground. It's not even like he even has perfect teeth if you look there. If you give it a closer look, I mean, what? Do you, what? Hygienist now all I'm of a just, sudden? Or? I'm trying to explore all my options, okay? Just in <laughs> case podcasting doesn't work out. I'm just noticing here that his bicuspids are looking really good. And uh, his eye teeth are... Uh, his trapezoids? His trapezoids, yeah, thank you. His yeah. trapezoids. Although, he could use a little trimming in the nose hair there a little bit, I think, if um, if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, though, I think that this is ridiculous and homeowners associations are... They, do you get a deal for having a homeowners association? Like, having to deal with them? Like, you get $10,000 off your house because you have this weird 
bully association coming around telling you you can't paint your house red? Is that how that works? I yeah. can't. I can't wait till you move to America. I don't think I will, Bob. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. We we already touched on this in the intro, but I'm I'm pretty good with where I am. <laughs> All right. So, do you guys want to break down some episodes of The Walking Dead? I haven't been here in a while. Maybe we should do that. We, yeah. yeah, we should get your rundown. We should All right. You. Here we go. Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> we can't. We can't come get you. I'm sorry. It's it's too dangerous. See you soon. But I just said I could see you soon. But I can't see you soon. That's how they actually that that clip went. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. So <clears throat> Fear the Walking Dead came back and I haven't been able to talk about it. No, you haven't. Yeah, no, you haven't. Here we go. Okay. Strap in, Lou. This, I'm ready. This is my response while watching Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, it's, I don't know, guys. So first episode, I was like, um, no. It's kind of kind of slow. Kind of a little too slow for a season premiere, don't you think? Yeah. Um, I don't mind the fact that it's really more of a drama right now, and it's just the beginning of the outbreak. I get it. But, I mean, you start out, and you're like, oh, my God, they're napalming the entire city. Right, and then it's just a boat, it's just a boat for a while. Um, so it was a little too slow for me. Second episode, I I enjoyed it a little bit more. I was like, man, was the second episode the one with the creepy guy on the island? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. So I kind of enjoyed that. I was like, oh, here we go. They're meeting someone strange, and it's kind of neat. You know, it's a little bit too much foreshadowing. You kind of p- picture what's going to happen, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I do – I did kind of – I was like, all right, all right. I still don't care a lot about these characters. Like if that guy went and shot half of them, as long as it wasn't Strand, I'd be okay with it. But um, <laughs> Or or, or uh, Nick, stringy, dringy, druggy guy. Yeah, yeah, he's all right too. I like him. Um, but then the third episode, I I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, um, it was, it, it was yeah, a good it, solid episode. Like – Okay, so if you've listened, we we Ryan and I have griped for the last two weeks that it's really slow, and I just I feel like they don't know where they don't know what these characters' motivations are, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're having a hard time ironing that out. And I think that this week was a good was a good uh, stopping point. You know, we got introduced, we figured out why the plane. 16 minutes of plane episode came from we met a character from the plane the plane crashed i thought that that was a really interesting tie-in mm-hmm. no it was really yeah I, I, I don't know about you guys the whole fear the walking dead flight 4048 whatever it was 462 i did not enjoy that whole idea nope neither did i I didn't like the 10 second videos that we got to see and you really didn't develop a character at all. But now, like you said, now that we have that crossover into the show, I'm kind of like, that's kind of neat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah, kind of like, cool. It was a neat, interesting idea. Uh, I don't know if it worked. And if that's the last we see of that character, then I feel like it's a waste Oh yeah, that that'd be that'd be super dumb. And and I don't want to skip no. to the end, but like and we shouldn't skip to the end. I I I think with the airplane and um the crash, it works well because you didn't need I haven't seen Flight 462. So watching it, it's like this is a really cool set piece. Obviously there's a bunch of luggage stuck on this island and it's a great place to stop and find goodies to survive on. And that's what they do, and it's a it's a really cool set piece. It divides the group in a in a smart way that doesn't seem like oh man, what are you guys doing? Like that was a big issue that we had with season seven of or season six of Walking Dead. It was kind of they were constantly splitting up for no reason, but in this instance, they were splitting up for good reason. Travis was taking care of the boat. Strand was sitting on his ass doing nothing, and um, he was guarding the boat. He 
He's he. Lou and I have words about this, and and I think I'll let him take care of Strand. But um, and then them going on the island, and um, Shifty McGee doesn't trust anybody. I can't remember his name. He goes on the island with the kids, and is the worst babysitter ever. <laughs> he can, like, really, <laughs> he's terrible. He's the only one with a gun, and he can't keep track of like four teenage kids. Like, yeah. Well, not only that, but as soon as they got there, it was like instead of them going through the luggage that was right there. Immediately, one of them goes, I'm going to go into the fuselage and go look for their stuff. Hmm. And it was like, why? That's something you should do as a group, not by yourself. No, but, but that see. kid's pissed off for the world. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, that Which is, by the way, I cannot friggin' stand that. Like, <clears throat> okay, so I get it. Some bad shit happened to his mom, all right? True. But how long are we going to play this out where he's going to be this rebellious young punk that hates everyone because his dad shot his mom in the face? Well, and the other thing too, you have to take into consideration is so they shot the 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 the, the mom that happened last season. The this season picked up. They got him on the boat. He whined about it, and in all indication, they've been on that boat for days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. I understand that it's still fresh in his memory, and it's good. But you'd think that you know the adrenaline and the situation of zombies everywhere pirates trying to get us you'd think he'd go okay i need to prioritize here i can be mad at my dad later right now i need to focus on staying alive well i don't know i remember being a kid and i don't remember being the smartest cookie in the jar right so i I still true to this day yeah oh thank you and i think that really i agree with you both amc is not the greatest at writing kids and they're even worse at writing kids that have an attitude problem like Nick is really well written. I've come around on him, and he's he's excellent, and everything, and everything, except for one instance in this episode. He he's amazing. He's great. He's the smartest uh, person on the on the show right now, in terms of survivability. And you you just look at Chris, and he's just this. Again, I understand the trauma he's gone through, but you'd think he'd make smarter decisions like his dad's not even there like who's he trying to prove to like trying to prove to a couple strangers they're not even around to see him succeed if anything they're they're he's going to get them killed because they're going to have to go out and find his uh, meddled corpse but when he went to the fuselage and i again i haven't watched 462 did you guys recognize any of the the people on the plane Yes. Yeah, okay. you saw people that you knew from the plane, but like I said, you don't you don't really know them. No, but you recognize yeah. them, which I think is is a neat concept. Like the set piece works on its own; you don't need the spinoff. But for those who invested in in that little web Does... thing, it's neat to see the crossover because the web series before that were pretty much just standalone stories that no one really paid attention to. Yeah, well, the thing though too for me is. I can't stand. I can't stand the whining of it. Like I, I just wish he would get over it. Like that's the only thing I can think of. Well, and if you think about it, in the regular Walking Dead, we've had to deal with Carl for true six seasons, and Carl has never been a whiny kid. True. In, well, in, 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 there, there were moments. There were moments, but we dealt with them like once an episode one episode or two episodes a season we haven't did like last season of the fear the walking dead we spent six episodes focusing on three whiny kids yeah. you know and it's like and this season started back up again and it's like okay let's get some parent parental drama in here like <laughs> like let's let's not focus entirely on the kids all the time yeah, and the thing for me, too, is – so let's talk about characters real quick. And I got to be honest with you, too. Can I just jump to the end where they – where Strand cuts the rope off the the little yeah. life raft there? My theory is is he cut the rope off just to bring them onto the boat. I think they're leading you in one direction and taking it in another. I think he cut the rope and he's going to let them on. Really? No, I think he cut the rope because he's leaving them to die. There's no way. There's no way. Are you saying there's no way in the sense that AMC wouldn't do a spinoff, make it really fantastic that the characters are going to show up in Fear the Walking Dead for one episode? 
that is that what, what you're suggesting? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking no. you don't know the AMC we know and love. Like, because I think they just <laughs> no. they paid that actor to show up for one episode. I, How I, funny I, would that be? <laughs> I think we're gonna get Strand tossed over in the next. No, in you the better next not. I, Strand, I, I not. Strand's what's holding me on to this show. No, I'm not, not saying, really. I'm not saying that Strand. I'm not saying Strand's going away. I'm saying Strand is going to flex his authority mm-hmm. and I think that they're going to be forced to make a decision and the decision is is that Strand's not telling them the whole truth well, he's not telling them the plan mm-hmm. to go and, and they can't trust him well yeah and, they can't trust him and, and really he's, I, he's not going to get he might not get thrown overboard but I can see him being humbled like something is going to happen to him no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm calling it now he's going to get tossed overboard and he's, or he's going to be thrown on a raft and left to die. And then the end of the season, he's going to show up with a bunch of people. You know what, Lou? Um, I, I would doubt you, but I know you write for AMC. Yeah, so that seems... That seems... I just... Uh, I, I could know. picture... So I could... I, don't get me wrong. I could picture him cutting the raft, walking away, going, F you all. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think I that's could what also, he's doing. I could also see them saying... Like him cutting the rope, being like, just get on the friggin' boat. You know what I mean? You're slowing us down. Oh, uh, he walked away, and that that string was long gone. Like he's yeah, not, he walked away. They're gone. Yeah, he's going back to back the boat up. Yeah, over them <laughs> probably knowing his character. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. So let's talk. Let's talk about characters real quick. So we left season one mm-hmm. um, with an idea of who we're gonna get. Um, we got a plumber. I'm just kidding. He's not a plumber, but every time I see him in an episode, he's fixing someone's he's got sink. His hand or water down filter. something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. He's the handsy uh, man. <laughs> well, the other thing too is, is he's come a long way. He's now willing to kill them. You know what I mean? I like Travis. Just, you guys are crazy. Like, he's, he's great. Like, like, like well, I last say we he, don't like him. I'm not saying I don't like him at all. I'm saying as a character, he has grown. Yeah. It, last season, it was like he didn't want to shoot anybody. He didn't want to. It like he couldn't. We, Fighting things made him sick to his stomach. And then in a couple of episodes back this season, it was like he was in the water and there was one with him. And bam, he took care of it. Yeah, well, you got to remember too, though. You have to remember and you got to put yourself in the situation. This is the beginning of the apocalypse. Right. No one really knows what's going on. Um, And that's got to be a big culture shock for people. And that's the thing that I keep trying to put myself in the in the mental frame of is like when I start to watch the show, I'm like, remember, there's no Rick Grimes. You know, he's still fighting bad guys over there. He's in a coma right now. You know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> but we got to remember that that's how it's. This is how it all started. Um, but and that and that. In that sense, I, I do think Travis. The whole char- a lot of the characters have grown. I think um, Travis has grown. Um, I'm enjoying watching his character on TV now. The wife, I still don't, I'm not a huge fan of. She seems a little too bossy. <laughs> <laughs> too bossy. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, don't, I like her too. I like her, but I feel like she's not flexing her authority. She's being bossy, but she's not taking control of the situation. She's just being like. Oh, this is what we should do. And what she should do is put her foot down with Strain and be like, "No, you've made all these decisions. It's time for us to make decisions as a group or not at all." You know what I mean? That's yeah. a pretty good she impression of flex- her, though. Like she needs to flex that, that that authority, and she's not doing that. Instead, she stands up, and then Strain goes, "No, I'm in charge." And she goes, "Okay, <laughs> fine, sorry." Okay. Well, and that's the, we do get the 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 headbutt in this episode where. Um, I can't remember. I keep wanting to call him Salazar, but I know that's not his name. <laughs> it's some. <something, something, laughs> I, I thought it was Salazar, wasn't it? It's Daniel Salazar. Oh, it's like, okay. Well, we don't go so far back as you two do, so I call him Sa- Mr. Salazar, actually. <laughs> you call him. Yeah. He's, my, him. Uh, he's my math teacher. Uh, so Mr. Salazar, <laughs> uh, uh, he, he basically right. finds out that they're trying to go to Mexico, and he tells... Um, Madison about it, and then Madison goes to confront Strand, and and they have that headbutt, and Strand ends up confiding in her, even though she snooped on his on his private stuff, and and they're going to Baja now to a safe house. It sounds like, although we as the audience know that there's something a little more crazy going on. He's changed plans on them too many times it, now. Well, exactly, and and that's why I don't think anyone really trusts him, and you kind of see Madison. She, she says, like, you know, 
we could just throw you off this boat and and he says you don't have the stones to do it basically so i think that's that's a hint that i'm sure you're taking lou and and that you think strand is going to be thrown overboard and i I, mean, it, yeah. I, I don't know if it will be this. I don't know if it'll be the next episode. But I'm thinking within the next two episodes, something's gonna happen and he's gonna be gone. I don't know. I like him. I I trust him. <laughs> I, um, I don't trust so him. I mean, his he's... character though is just so cool. The way he talks to people, like when Travis was trying to fix the thing, he's like, "Get it done now!" And Travis looks at me and goes, "Listen, I'm sorry. I offended you. You are a great technician and a great asset to this team." Do you feel better now? <laughs> you know, he's almost like a Negan-esque bad bad guy just the way he talks, right? Bad good guy. He is. But he's it's it's so fun to watch him on screen cuz like just what they that beginning scene when she's like we got to save them he's like let me tell you rule number 1. This is my boat. <laughs> rule number 2. This is my boat. Well, he makes you know, it, like, he's making valid points. Like you if you just open up the boat to everybody you you stand and i'm not actively suggesting they should leave people behind like there's probably a middle ground but the more people you bring on that bo- boat the the more likely you are going to die because like that boat is we discussed this on previous weeks Lou and i that that boat looks big but the more people you add on the smaller that thing gets yeah and now, that makes it worse well so with the kids i mean i like nick Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a fun character to watch. I think he's progressed too. I love the fact that he found out that um, if you get drought like drenched in zombie goo, <laughs> they think you're one of them. I think it's it, well, it's obviously not a, a new record, but I I figured it would take them longer. Like Rick figures it out, I think in the second episode, second or, or third episode. Yeah, so I guess it it's was, not a new record. But it was just cool though because he's like he's trying to run away and he's like kind of stumbling. Then he realizes he's like they're not attacking me. And then going face to face with that zombie, like, and then minutes before you have that conversation with Strand about him being fearless, mm-hmm. um, which kind of all kind of ties in. And he's like making the zombie noises too. He's like, you know, I was like, oh my god, what the hell is this kid doing? But, he's um, he's a survivor, right? And yeah. um, uh, minus the whole slipping off the cliff thing, which I thought was. Was a little dumb, yeah. dumb, it was a little ham-fisted. It, it, I understand they needed to get him down there, and he's a clumsy dude. But hopefully, Tried he's learned from that mistake to maybe take a f- step away. Tie and, your shoes, yeah. It's tie your shoes, not stare at the. Although that zombie stuck in the in the sand pit with the crabs walking in and out of its body. Oh, that was so gross, but so that cool. Was, that was pretty cool, and it's funny because my wife was talking to me, and she's like, at first she was watching Fear the Walking Dead. She goes. The special effects don't look as good. Do they not have a big a budget? And I was like, no, you got to remember, this is when the apocalypse first happened. So people haven't turned into zombies and started decaying like they have in six seasons of The Walking Dead, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's like, oh, that kind of makes sense. But like, you watch that, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> there's crabs on him. Yeah, and that's the other cool part is it's nice to go back to the sort of just turned zombies. I think that's a really that's it's really neat to watch and and honestly, kind of a it's little sa- bit more scary in my eyes. And it, it saves on budget. It does. It saves on the budget, which allows them to like leave empty luggage all over an island and not have to worry about it hitting the hitting the well, wallet. It but. saves on budget, but I think they're still doing a pretty good job. Like even though, like no, I I this I can't complain about the special the water, effects. The water thing. Okay, so let's can we talk about water zombies and why some float and some don't? <laughs> sure. They don't all float down here. Um, so, like, it's just weird because, like, they go swimming in the middle of the ocean, which I was like, I hope a shark just comes up and bites you. <laughs> like, oh, do you think we're going to get the zombie versus yeah, shark in Walking can Dead? I, can I ask you guys, have either of you just gone swimming off the side of a boat before? No. Not in the ocean. Well, not like that, no. Really? Well, I mean, I've been out in the ocean and then, like, jumped off the side. Of, but I haven't been on a yacht, I guess, is what <laughs> I've been trying to say. I haven't been in the middle of the ocean. Like, I don't know how to explain it. What are you talking you about, Bob? Been, Have you, you never been, been off a yacht of the, before? You haven't been out in the middle of the ocean, someone drops an anchor, and everybody goes swimming? Yes, I have done that. <laughs> okay. Because that's kind of what they were doing. No, but I get it. But So my thing is, is they go for a swim after... That's, it's weird to me to go for a swim after this whole, like, I'm going to throw my mother into the ocean and... Maybe I'll swim to her kind of thing, but um, the, are you talking about episode two where the Chris oh, yeah. jumped in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my thing is, is like, so you have zombies that are like 
underwater swimming, kind of. Like, just clawing at someone, I guess. They're getting there. But um, then you have zombies that are kind of floating. And I don't know. Like, to me, like, the whole underwater thing, I know we have an article on mm-hmm. um, scientists really looking into swimming zombies. <laughs> it's It's an interesting article that basically explains, like, okay, if you remove your... Uh, ability to what is it suspend your your belief y- you kind of look at if if a body is in a salt uh, salt water ocean uh it would decay pretty quick like uh, two weeks yeah it would decay at a, decay at a faster rate yeah and it would it would it would bloat as well like they wouldn't stay uh, and it most wouldn't of, just bloat ryan it would swell and pop yeah exactly yeah. it would be pretty pretty freaking gross uh like csi gross but I don't know the the specific shot they're referencing, which is from episode two, where Nick is underwater and there's a floating zombie. Yeah, it it never bothered me, but yeah, like maybe the body wouldn't float, but maybe the body's fresh enough that it would. I don't know. It this this it's funny. Like when you think about The Walking Dead, it's a pretty gross show, and if you try to like overthink it, and, and we don't get as, this far, but when you try to overthink it, it can sometimes be even. grosser and when people like sort of science the shit out of it it feels like you're turning what should just be like a piece of entertainment into this like weird let's talk about bodies in the ocean for realsies and that's just a little eeky to me you know yeah it's just funny to me it's just like there's it's so the thoughts that pop into my head i'm like why is that one floating what's different about that one why is that one singing um you guys are you already tired of being on the water in this show? Yes. Yep. It's funny that we we're always like, I want a different scene. I want this. I want that. And then you're like, uh, I'm well, kind of tired I, of the water. I think, I think the water would work still if they told us a better story. I, I like, agree. Yeah. I, I feel like the island that they met with the survivors, I feel like that would have been a better episode if the pirates that were following them had found their way to the island too yeah. and they had had to have tried to negotiate their way out of the situation and it turned hostile and they had to team up with the survivor the, the survivor family on the island to fend off the pirates i feel like that would have been a better story or a more interesting story instead we got this really depressing story about a guy that was going to kill himself and all his family in a suicide pact and they still could have gone that way, but I feel like doing that in one episode is less oomph. If they had spent the entire time on the island fighting off pirates, and we had spent like two or three episodes on the island with them fighting off pirates or something, it would have been more emphasis. It would have been a more interesting story if after they fought off the pirates, the guy was like, "Yeah, this is what the world has come to. Now I'm going to kill myself and my family." You all have a good day. You know I what know. I mean? I think it's too early for people on people violence, like like in The Walking Dead. I like to see more trying to survive and escape the outbreak first. And now I get it. They're already kind of foreshadowing some, some people doing some bad shit out in the sea. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just too soon. I, I'd rather – I want them to focus on the survival aspect. Well, I'm enjoying that fact where we've gone past that in The Walking Dead, like – there it's more or less command and conquer for walking dead prime i guess ryan would call it yeah i like getting back to the roots of it and like really focusing on you know how do we survive where do we go and what's you know how do we do this and that's i kind of like that well and that's the thing is something we discussed on on previous episodes but it felt like the island episode with the the crazy survivalist was too soon like it was they were trying to do a trope of guy goes crazy accepts his fate as as doom and tries to kill his entire family like that's almost too soon it's almost like he was planning that before the apocalypse even came in which like dude get a hobby uh and i don't know like when we say we feel like they've been on the water too much but then when you look at each episode each episode besides the first one which was super boring the first one that was the only one where it was just them on the boat. The other two recent episodes, two and three, had some sort of, let's get off the boat, you know? And, and that that was great. And I think episode three was really good in that sort of set piece. Um, no. I think episode four is going to be another, we're on the boat. 
because, like you said, they're foreshadowing some sort of pirate takeover. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's um, And honestly, have you guys seen the sneak peek for the next episode? Or I have, yeah. So it shows Nick being kind of separated, right? Yeah, in like some sort of camp, weirdly. On, it's kind of odd. A water camp. A water camp. It was something, but... um. They found a floating town. Oh God! Already, we set yeah. up the shanty. <laughs> all the no. all the rafts you pass by, we just tied them all together, and now we have a town. Yeah, my my problem too is though is like uh, I'm like it's also too early to start really separating the group. Mm. So I hope they're I hope they're not doing that either. You know where it's like <clears throat> Nick's gone this way. They've you know they had a huge fight on the yacht, and now someone Nick got thrown over, and they're all different people. Like I just. I want them to be together for a while. I think they will be. They, they haven't put they haven't put these characters together long enough to make us care about them. Still, that's kind of my gripe. Is they keep throwing them in situations, but none of them have done anything where you go, "Oh man, I like that guy." Nick is the only character so far in in Strand. They're the only two characters that have done something interesting, and you go, "Oh man, he controlled that situation." Like when Nick gets up and he's with the blood on his face, you're like. Oh, he's a survivor. He's yeah. gonna make it. You know what I mean? When Strand leads them out of the camp in the first season and leads them to the the mansion, you're like, oh, he's a leader. He's gonna help get them started on their way. And it's like he does that, but the other characters are just kind of like, what's going on? Yeah. I don't know where we're going. And it's like I understand that it's the beginning and that we're gonna get some of that, but I feel like everybody else, it's like they're wandering around, going, I don't know what I'm going. What am I doing? And you're like. No, 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 we need supplies. Go mm. get supplies. And they're like, how do I do that? Just go open suitcases. Why would I do that? <laughs> it's like, it, that's what this feels like. Well, the and, kids and, are the ones saying we should go get it, you know? And, yeah. and the adults are like, and Madison stays behind. Strand stays behind. Like, we know Strand has a machine gun. Why the hell aren't they taking that machine gun out? Well, they don't know that Strand knows that they have a machine gun. Well, well then, Strand that's doesn't just know it. that they know. Madison knows. Like, say, like, dude, you have a machine gun. Go out on that island. I promise. Pinky swear. Well, and the other, I won't steal the boat. The other thing I don't understand is why they're not making weapons. You know what I mean? Well, Chris makes a weapon. He kind of grabs a... Which... Can we talk about how gross that, like, spine scene? Like, I was like, oh, I gotta see a chiropractor. Like, my back started yeah, to get sore. Right? That was pretty gross. It was just his spine had been... I don't know, just probably the force of the impact had caused it to kind of like, shploop, just pop Yeah, out. That, guy, that, that guy was not going to walk away from that. Yeah, he got oh. mortal combat by, combated by that plane going down. It just ripped his spine out of his back. It's like, fatality. Yeah, no, that, I, and that was another thing where, like, that kid goes out of his way to kill someone. And, like, what is his deal? Like, all of a sudden he goes from, like, his mom dying and being pissed off to, like, I'm going to do the same thing my dad did that I got pissed at him about. Well, the other thing, too, I had an issue with was, so the planes crashed, and it seems like it crashed a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they were on a rush on that raft to bump each other off to be the only ones left on the raft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seemed like one day's time, and it's like, we need to throw the wounded guy overboard. Yeah. And, and it was like, wait a minute, what... And then when they, you meet them on land, right, and you meet them on the land, there's a guy still strapped to his thing, and he's like, hey, help me. Help yeah. me. And it's like, how is he still alive? He should have died two days ago. It must have. It, and maybe like, it wasn't his, that. His spine was broken, but, you know, he had to have been, he would have bled out by then. Yeah. Although maybe his the pressure against the seat was holding holding maybe, the fluids in maybe I, but it was like it was like it, it, it would have made more sense had they not done the floating on the raft with a bunch of people scene yeah oh yeah no, i get i get what you're saying there oh yeah how does that how do they that that is weird like what they got in now there's now i'm starting to think about it like they're in the raft parts of the plane are on the island like how far separated were they that they all died you know, except for... And then she goes back to where they, the plane crashed. Yeah. Well, for supplies, maybe, I guess. I don't know. But it, it it seemed... And that's the other thing, too. Like, the kid is there, too. But he's just badly burned, which I thought was like, ooh, that's kind of gross. 
Uh, and right, well, and, why even bring him along at this point? Well, I, something must have happened in four sixty two that they're just so close. Well, no, he kind of saves her life in there, but oh, well, there you go. At the same sense, the dude's freaking burnt. We know he's not going to make it. Well, and even he's like, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys honestly think that? And I kind, I didn't see that coming. Like at the end of the episode, where they're towing him and. And strand. I didn't see. I didn't see it either. Mm. But I thought the first thing I thought when he did it, it was, up. Strand has overstepped his bounds. We're going to see some conflict in the next episode. Oh, definitely. I mean, everybody is against him in term. Maybe not Salazar, but or Mister Salazar. Sorry. Oh, he's totally against him. He's ready to shoot him. Oh well, yeah. But in terms of bringing more people on the boat, I don't think he's too keen on that. He's not, and he's like, he doesn't like the people. He doesn't trust the people he's with either. He yeah. doesn't want to well, get medicine from them. Well, but the thing is, is he was seemed to be okay with bringing her and the kid back with them because they helped them stay alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. I don't. I don't think he's. I. I get the distinct impression that Daniel's okay with more people being there as long as they fend for themselves and they help them defend themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. and this Charlie character, Alex or whatever her name is, uh, she is she can defend herself, um, and that's that's great. And it's just it it came off as sort of a wasted opportunity to just have like cut them loose and and one of two things are happened: they drift away and we never hear from them again, or the entire boat rises up and says, "Hey." we are turning around and we're bringing them on this boat or you're going to have to go through us all. And yeah. that might be the conflict you're, you're alluding to Lou. And um, that might actually put them in a predicament where they've been in the same place too long to bring the pirates by. Uh, maybe I should start writing for the show. Well, so, I think that that's the kind of thing we're going to see. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. So let me, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we see them decide to overthrow strand, throw him over the boat and the pirates rescue him, and they come back to the boat with Strand, and Strand being like, yeah, that's my boat. Yeah. Why don't you go help me? Good. Because he can talk his way out of anything. He's talking his way into a lot of things, too. Yeah. So overall, so I feel like we're kind of on the same trend as season one. Um, At first we were all like, eh. But then towards the end of season one we are all like, I'm going to watch it. It seems pretty good, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, feel like I feel like this is where we are again. The second season hits, we're all like, eh. And now three episodes in, you're kind of like, all right, I can watch this. You, you just I hope mean, that I they can, can keep the momentum. Um, my issue with the show is, is with Walking Dead, yes, it's based on the comic, but we kind of see where the show is going. We see the motivation for the characters, like, when when you watch the first season, first season of the show, it's like two or three episodes setting up the character dynamics, and then you see the direction. They're looking for a safe place. What do they find? They find a CDC building. They get to the CDC building, find out from that guy that the building's going to blow up. They're all going to die. They have to leave. They have to go find someplace else. So they find the farm. Like, mm-hmm. in this, so far this season... I don't understand what their motivation is and where they think they're going. They're just following Strand, who, I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised if Strand's not talking to anybody on the radio. We've only heard him talking on the radio. We've never heard anybody actually responding to him. What if he's just gone nuts and he thinks he's (laughs) talking to somebody on the radio? You know what, Lou, you say that, but at the same time, I thought that exact same thing. I was like... He, you do see him talking to himself, and he says he does that because he's gifted. I would not be surprised if there was no one on the other end of that phone, like Eugene in the radio. Um, mm. It's, mm. I, I don't, I don't doubt it. I really don't. What if he? What if it isn't his boat? You know, what if it isn't his house? What if he is just crazy homeless guy that robs someone's suit? Well, I, I get the distinct impression that maybe he was an underling for whoever owned that house. You know what I mean? Like a drug dealer owned that house, and he was like an underling for the drug dealer. And now that the drug dealer is dead, I'm going to take the house, I'm going to take the boat, and I'm going to go to where the latest pickup was. You know what I mean? Yeah. They had guns. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, you know what? He kind of talks like he's not a rich, savvy man. You know what I mean? He kind of talks like he's been on the street for too long. 
Well, and sometimes he sounds really suave and clever, and then in the next thing, he sounds like a low-level street thug, and you're like, he can, he, he can talk the talk, but I don't know if he can necessarily walk the walk. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to enjoy this, this season now that episode three is out of the way, and I'm starting to feel a little bit better about the show. Yeah. I, I do feel better. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this upcoming episode. Ryan, like, no, you're you're enjoying it. I am. I am enjoying *For the Walking Dead*. It's it's slowly getting better. I know you know it's not going to be all momentum towards greatness. I think the next episode should be pretty good, just based on uh, the previews and and where it's sort of heading to a boiling point, like Lou said. And um, I, the best part about this show is that we don't know where it's going. It needs to take advantage of that rather than continue to, to sputter. And I think episode three did take advantage of that. And it was even a moment where we knew it where it was going because we knew the Flight 462 stuff was going to pay off in this episode. So I'm just super ecstatic that we don't have to spend a, an entire summer hearing about Negan uh, arriving at the end of the season and, and just <laughs> trying to get through that season until we get to that moment. We don't know what's happening in this series that's the best part about it, and I want more of it. And I'm I'm glad that we still have Walking Dead to watch and enjoy yeah. and consume. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. So mm. hopefully they don't let us down in the next few episodes. I think we'll be fine. I hope so, I man. So. All right. Well, I think that should do it for us. I mean, we don't we don't want to uh, go too long here on how much we love zombies. <laughs> mm, yeah, that would be weird on a zombie podcast, wouldn't it? Yeah, seriously. So um, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do what you do and wrap us on up? Sure. Well, if you love zombies like we love zombies, you'll want to go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast and show your support for your favorite zombies podcast. I don't think there are any others out there. So I have to, I mean, take my word for it. Uh, we're also on Alpha Geek. We go live Wednesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Channel 1. And you can check that out next Wednesday. Hopefully you'll catch us live and join the chat room. Uh, if you want more information on Zombies Ate My Podcast, go to zombiesatemypodcast.com. Email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, plus one us on Google+. But what you really want to do is follow individual hosts, myself at R. Murphy, Lou at Busy Zombie Lord, and Bob at Bobbert F. Finally, a quick shout-out to Joel Duggan where, for the artwork that he provided for us uh, for Zombies Ate My Podcast. I started to dwindle there. And uh, more stuff coming this summer, possibly a website refresh. But to find out more about him, you can go to jilldugan.com. A dot com. Thank you, Ryan Murphy. Lou Page, can you believe it's almost been four years of Zombies Ate My Podcast? No, I can't. No, I can't at all. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Hey. Whoops. <laughs> what what happened? I don't know. What'd you do? Did it crash? Yeah. Well oh, no. Uh, um do 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 I can edit Technical it. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Not we'll just be like right that. back. <laughs>